Welcome to the One in Five of Us Changing the Mental Health Landscape podcast. We are working to stop the stigma and start the conversation about mental health. One in five people will experience a mental health condition, but it takes on average eight to 10 years for someone to seek treatment. Hi, I'm Nancy Miller, the founder and executive director of One in Five, and I'm thrilled to host this podcast to help educate our community around mental health and wellness and to empower you to start the conversation. And I'm Kayla Wood, the social media specialist at One in Five. Together, we can stop the stigma and start the conversation. You belong here. We belong together. Today, we are bringing you part of our State of Mind speaker series created in collaboration with MindPeace Cincinnati and sponsored by the Hamilton County Mental Health Recovery Services Board and the COPE Grant. This series has been developed to provide education and support to youth, caregivers, and educators during this challenging time. We're glad you're here to educate yourself and to learn how to keep your brain in a healthy state of mind. For this episode, we hear from Danielle Williamson, the school-based services manager from Lighthouse Youth and Family Services, as she introduces the basics of stress and anxiety and teaches simple coping techniques using a trauma-informed lens. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this State of Mind speaker series. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about strategies to deal with stress. In this time of social distancing and school cancellations, many of us are suddenly at home a lot more often. The loss of socialization routine, worries about financials, coupled with fears and stress and anxiety about contracting COVID-19 virus can cause increased levels of stress. As a result of this increased level of stress, you may have noticed that you might respond a little bit differently to this stress than what you do to your typical everyday stress. This is likely due to the significant nature and the seriousness of the COVID-19 virus and the impact that it's having on our lives and potentially the lives of our loved ones. In addition, some of us may not have safe homes or even affirming homes. Being separated from our peers and our support system can be especially stressful for those who identify as LGBTQ youth and don't have affirming homes and have the additional stress of family members finding out. It would be completely neglectful for me not to talk about the impacts of racism and its impact on stress responses. Right now, as a country, we are unveiling the unacceptable racial injustices happening in our country. Our brothers and sisters of color are being and have been for many years unjustly persecuted, discriminated, and killed. Racism has a profound and lasting impact. It terrorizes and traumatizes youth, families, and communities. It is intolerable that anyone should live in fear of being treated differently because of the color of their skin. The racial turmoil and for some of us, the experience of racism in combination with the current pandemic is all too much to cope with. But there is hope and there will be healing. We are all grieving the world that once was and what we thought it was and are on a journey of learning and creating what our new world will be. 
Acute stress reactions are a natural response to an abnormal experience that we are all facing at this time. And this is why it's important to promote self-care, social support, and good sleep. This is in order to prevent prolonged impacts of stress on our overall mental health. Prolonged acute stress can increase one's risk of PTSD and or developing any other depressive or anxiety disorders. So what does anxiety and stress look like for us? And what are we gonna do about it? So with our world has changed quickly, suddenly due to the virus. Because of this, it is common for us to have changes in the way we think, our feelings, and how we respond to those feelings. Feelings of anxiety, worry, and fear are normal responses to an abnormal situation. Some typical reactions to stress include feeling stressed or overwhelmed, frustrated or angry. For some of us, this can just overall feel like, uh, you might feel a little irritable, just overall this sense of negativity. Be aware of what your body is saying to you. Many times we're not aware of what we're actually feeling, but our body is telling us something. This could look like a lot of tension, maybe some headaches, maybe some stomach issues, feeling tired a lot, or just overall just feeling wore out. You may even feel on edge, waiting for the next bad thing to happen, and maybe you might feel like you're not able to calm yourself. Sometimes we may feel sad, we may even cry, we may even lose interest in things that we used to enjoy. You might find yourself isolating, staying in your room, not talking to family or friends. You may see changes in your hygiene. You may or may not shower as often. You may not have the energy just to do the things that you normally have the energy to do. You might find yourself changing in the way you sleep. You might sleep more often or have trouble falling asleep. You may even have some really frightening dreams. You may find yourself worrying a lot, worrying a lot about going in public places, worrying about family members and loved ones, worried about becoming sick, and being scared of germs. It seems as though you are constantly, it may seem as though you are constantly thinking about the virus and the current events in our country. And you might feel like you have little space to think about anything other than the pandemic and the racial tension in the world. Watch out for unhealthy ways of coping that may come up. We sometimes develop these unhealthy ways of coping during normal times that can seem okay, but especially during high stress times, they can lead to increased troubles and anxieties. Some of these things include things like drugs and alcohol use, isolating, a lot of isolating from family and friends, overeating or not eating enough, self-harm like cutting and engaging in really risky behaviors. For some of us that have an existing mental health condition, it can make symptoms that have been at bay for quite a while kind of exasperate or come back. Some of us may even have suicidal thoughts. If you experience any of those that I just mentioned, I strongly encourage you to get help now. Don't wait. 
Your life matters to me and many others. Remember, we control our emotions. Our emotions do not control us. Whether that emotion is pleasant or uncomfortable, you have the right to choose how much time and energy you spend on that emotion. The important thing is that you work through each emotion that you experience. That includes acknowledging it exists and thinking about what you're going to do with it. You know, sometimes you have to figure out, well, I might feel angry. Okay, so what are you feeling angry about? Anger is an important emotion. It tells us when somebody has wronged us, and usually it requires a response. What gets us in trouble a lot of times with anger is how we respond to it. And we typically don't have wonderful responses to anger. Then you need to find a way to process it and cope with that emotion. For some of that, for some of us, that can be as simple as just talking to a friend or a trusted individual. Other people are not as comfortable talking about their emotions, and that is okay, but it's still very, very important to acknowledge that feeling and work through that. And sometimes when you're not comfortable talking about it, you can process through that emotion through art, movement, and music. There's many other ways that you can process through emotions. But still, you have to acknowledge that emotion, validate that emotion, and decide how much time and energy you're going to allow yourself to feel that way. Then find a way to cope with it. So what are some ways we can cope with this additional stress and sometimes these really uncomfortable feelings and emotion? I'm going to share with you today some of my favorite go-tos and some other evidence-based tools that may be helpful for you. But don't give up if none of these work for you. There are tons of resources online. In fact, you can search the MindPeace website and look through their virtual calming room for many tips and tricks to deal with some difficult emotions. The first thing I'm going to stress is it all starts with a purposeful, positive mindset. Try reframing things in a positive light. Changing the way we think and our perceptions won't change our current circumstances, but can help us feel better equipped to deal with every, the additional stress. There are many ways you can do this. You can write yourself a positive affirmation or a positive motivational quote on a post-it note and put it somewhere where you will see it oftentimes throughout the day and say it aloud or in your head. You can also simply post a quote or a positive affirmation on your social media. I mean, not only will this help you see it, you might actually help someone else men make their day. They maybe needed to hear the exact same thing. Laughter can seriously be the best medicine, and even research supports this. Embrace your sense of humor. Tell or read a joke. Watch a funny video or your favorite comedy. Another important thing to do to help you manage stress is to do your research on the things you can do to prevent contracting the virus, or keeping your family and friends safe. We all fear the unknown. Knowledge is power. Look for reputable websites and good information. The CDC has a lot of reliable information on preventing the virus. It may also be helpful 
to limit your exposure to the media if you find yourself not being able to think of anything else. The media can be useful and damaging all at once. Know your limits. Know when to turn it off or to turn it down if you need to. One thing that can be really helpful during this pandemic time is to maintain your daily routine. I know, what does that even look like anymore? But try to get some consistent with your sleep. Try to stay at the same activity level and study habits. Even if you're stuck at home, think about what do you want to wear today? On a normal day like today, what would you wear? Instead of dressing for being in the house all day and wearing your pajamas, which that's okay if you want to do that too. But also think about if you had to choose, what would you wear today? What is something that you really feel good in when you wear it? For example, one day during the quarantine, while we were all in isolation, I had to go to work to make some copies. Um, I was so frustrated just with the everyday monotony. I wore pleather leggings to be specific. Um, it didn't make my day any more less stressful, but I did giggle from time to time. I always say dress for the day you want to have rather than the day you're going to have. It makes things a little bit more lighthearted. Another helpful way to manage stress during this time is to stay connected with others. Look for things that you can do while safely social distancing. Taking a hike, doing a virtual party, frequent FaceTime calls, sometimes just talking to a friend or a loved one can be all you need just to feel a little bit better. It also can be helpful for you to connect with your religious or spiritual side. Talk to people you feel comfortable with about your feelings and your your feelings or your worries. And feel free to give yourself permission to stop worrying. Take a minute, talk to someone you trust, a coach, a priest, a teacher, your BFF, a priest, or even a therapist and counselor. You know, also, maybe this is a time where you can learn more about yourself or another culture. Do some research. Find new ways that you can impact the world in a positive way. Broaden your connections. Reach out to someone you always wanted to know better, but just really didn't have the time or the chance to do so. One really, really important thing to do to help us manage stress is to maintain a healthy diet. Not only is it great for our physical health, it's also really good for our mental health as well. We all been there before. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up to you, you had a bad day, and you overdo it on the chocolate or the ice cream. You know, chocolate and ice cream and food can be really, really quick fixes, for a very short brief period of time. But after a while, they can really become unhealthy habits that we rely really heavily on. So we might even eat a lot just out of pure boredom. So one thing I like to do, especially during this pandemic time, is when I say, when I think I'm hungry and I go to grab something to eat, I always just ask myself, am I really hungry right now? It also can be helpful during this time to limit the amount of coffee or energy drinks that you might consume. I know this is coming from a person that drinks three to four cups of coffee a day, 
But some of us might be sensitive to some of the ingredients and they can cause increased anxiety and worry. Another really important tip to do is to exercise. Physical activity is healthy, just like a healthy diet is healthy for you physically and mentally. It can be as tense as a big old workout boot camp thing or as simple as taking a brief walk. Go explore. Visit a park or trail you've never been before. Yoga is another great exercise that can be really helpful to manage stress. There are a ton of free videos on YouTube to get you started. Or you can just put on your dancing shoes and practice those TikTok routines. Another helpful thing is ask yourself, what are your hobbies? Is there something you always wanted to try and just didn't have the time to do it? Do it now. Now is the time. It could be anything to doing little DIY projects around the house, rearranging some furniture, reading, journaling, binge binge watching a little bit of Netflix, cooking, blogging, enjoying nature. Look for some really beautiful spaces outside and maybe to even take up bird watching. Who knows? One of my all-time favorite things is different arts and crafts. Pinterest has a ton of ideas. YouTube has a ton of videos. Or you can even do something music-related. Maybe learn how to... Maybe learn how to play a new instrument. Speaking of music, music is good for our soul. Put your earbuds in and listen to your favorite songs. Music is healing. Sometimes all you need to do is quiet the world around you and turn up the jams. In summary, discover and be curious about what brings you joy. Once you find it, pour into it and share it with everyone around you. And last, if you remember nothing from this webinar, please remember to give yourself grace. Be kind to others, but most importantly, be kind to yourself. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not be as productive as you usually are. It's okay to have a meltdown. It's okay to stay in your PJs all day. It's okay if you don't get that workout in. It's okay if you eat ice cream for dinner. It is okay for you to take time for yourself. It is okay to say no. It's okay to say you don't want to be somewhere because you're uncomfortable. It is okay to be a hot mess sometimes. None of us are perfect. Love your faults, hot mess and all. Give yourself some grace and try again the next day. Just don't get stuck there. But if you do find yourself feeling really stuck and your feelings don't improve, consider reaching out to a mental health professional. There is hope and healing is possible. Many clinicians and agencies even offer online support through telehealth. You can always reach out to a friend, a parent, or any trusted adult to get help getting connected to a mental health provider. You can easily search a provider using the MindPeace website. You can also call Lighthouse at 513-221-3350 to learn more about our programs and how they may support you on your healing journey. If at any time you are feeling like you are at risk of serious harm to yourself or anyone else, 
please seek immediate assistance. Call 911. Go to your local emergency room. You can also call or text your local crisis line. In Hamilton County, you can text the crisis number at 839863 for crisis support. The National Suicide Prevention Line is 800-273-TALK. Thank you for spending this time with me. As you can likely tell by now, I'm extremely passionate about ensuring wellness of everyone and myself. I hope you too become passionate about your mental wellness. Please visit the One in Five and MindPeace websites for additional resources and more state of mind videos. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about this episode, you can check out our show notes and access additional information on our website at 1n5.org. We ask that you please subscribe, rate, write a review, or share this podcast with anyone you think may be interested in hearing more about how we are changing the mental health landscape. Again, I'm Nancy. And I'm Kayla. And we hope you'll join us next time.